Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. Chris Holman here, and uh, working remote from the garden level of his home, actually, in Bath, Michigan, and accompanied by his two dogs, Walter and Baxter. That's the extent of the crew these days. And we are on the line right now with economist at MSU and Professor Charles Ballard, and an old friend, I'm happy to say. Charlie, how you doing? Well, I think I'm doing about as well as most people are doing in this weird world that we're in. Isn't Hanging it? in there. Isn't it crazy? It uh, You know, we had a little discussion offline because we care about each other's health, and you were making an interesting point that when you were out walking with, you know, with your, your lovely wife, that, that t- two of you were running into people you hadn't seen before, and there were more people out exercising. More people out, out walking, because that's one of the few things that you can do as long as you stay on the opposite side of the street from the other walk. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine the people in 1917 who did not have internet? Well, you know, we have, this is a horrible crisis that we're facing, but at least we have some technologies available to us. For one thing, we have antibiotics. Yes. Because a lot of people who are infected by the COVID-19, they then get a secondary bacterial infection. At least we can fight that off. At least we have scientists who understand what it is that's happening. We know that it's a virus. And as we are learning more every day about how it's transmitted. So that's that's a small piece of good news. Yeah, it really is. Well, let's look at the economic picture because so much has come to a halt and then the you know the PPE money and PPP money that's that's coming through and and all these things. What's your take on all that? Are we doing the right thing here? I think we're doing a substantial fraction of the right thing. What I, you know, we look at the history of the Great Depression when President Hoover and the Congress essentially did nothing and watched the economy collapse. At least the bills passed in the last couple of weeks are trying to do something. And I think the big stimulus package has many good features. My concern is, you know, if the Small Business Administration is backing $25 billion of loans, and then all of a sudden you say, okay, now you're going to back another $350 billion of loans, just the logistics Hmm. of ramping up and of course uh, you know you know more than i you've probably been in touch with some small businesses that are struggling to get those loans just because of paperwork bottlenecks and and all that sort of stuff well and the other thing is and i might remind all of our listeners right now to go on our website because that'll tell you the information you need going in to see the banker because this is going to be one of those kind of toilet paper rushes where you know you're not going to be the only one in the lobby talking about this money and so you better be prepared when you get there the thing that occurs to me is that this loan the pretense of this loan is to keep people working so that at least that portion of the economy has money to function. This also is kind of aimed at not being a loan, but eventually being a grant. Right. It'll be forgiven if certain conditions are met. And, you know, I I really do think that a lot of this is going to end up being grants. In fact, some people have said that the loan process is so clunky and so overwhelmed by the volume that's happening. One possible alternative policy would be just to have the government just write checks to businesses directly and and say, you know, even if your people can't work, at least continue to pay them. Yeah, We'll see how that, it's very, it, you know, this is such a fluid situation, extremely difficult to know how that's going to evolve in the coming weeks. The advantage I see, I guess, going through SBA is that it's a good distribution chain. And every time I, we all trust the government to make a judgment call on something, I mean, they may be giving a lot of money to non-businesses as well. And so you want some one in there with expertise to kind of distribute the funds. Well, you know, if we've learned anything from this, it is that 
expertise and competence is really, really important. And uh, I'm glad to see, for instance, Dr. Fauci getting so much attention because he he really understands the epidemic. Yeah, and I'm glad to see professionals getting the stage when they can fight for a moment on the podium that they can really get out the accurate information. Right. And you're right, that's absolutely important. The other piece of this is that there's already talk about a second PPP round. Yes, absolutely. I've heard Speaker Pelosi and many others have been working on that. And, you know, the numbers begin to boggle your mind because we were running a federal budget deficit of more than a trillion even before all this broke. Yeah. And now, of course, revenues are going to be way down. And the stimulus package is estimated at $2.2 trillion. It'll be remarkable to see the federal government budget deficit when the fiscal year is over. But it's easy to imagine 3 or $4 trillion of deficit. That makes me worried for the long term because we're, we're pumping out an awful lot of debt. On the other hand, when the house is on fire, you don't worry about the long term. you got to put out the fire. No, that's that's very true. And, you know, I, I, I hate to almost allude to this, but, but the fact is we can always get more money. We just go down in the basement and fire up the presses. <laughs> well, that's essentially what we're doing. Yeah. You know, back when I took macroeconomics back in the um, late Cretaceous period, they would have certainly said that this kind of stuff would have led to runaway inflation. We haven't seen that, and and that's a that's a good thing because it makes the policy, it makes the uh, the set of policies that you might look at include things that you might not be looking at if you had really strong inflation. So yeah. that's that's another small piece of good news. We haven't had inflation, and we have had 11 years of growth in the economy before this hit. So at least we were in a better position to absorb this shock than we would have been if the virus had come, say, in January of 2009. Yeah, absolutely right. Charlie, thanks. We're going to get you up a few more times on this because this is an ever-changing scene. and Changing and, by the minute. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on with us. Stay safe, my friend. Keep that face mask on, all right? (laughs) Thanks, and you too, Chris. All right. Thanks, Charlie. Dr. Charles Ballard from MSU's Department of Economics. I'm Chris Holman. You're listening to Michigan Business Beat on the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back with more. 